Dr. Larry Crabb says this in his book, Men of Courage. Men are called to pass on something important we are to remember. Men are called to pass on lessons they have learned to future generations. Not just a passing on of history, but a passing on of the memory of God in their lives. It is the act of placing our present lives into a larger perspective. So this podcast is coming to you for that reason. I just want to take the things that God has taken me through, share them with you, and I hope they're an encouragement, a blessing, but also I hope they keep you from making the same mistakes that I have had to make over the years. So in episode one, I want to talk about an important subject, and that subject is about making decisions. We were living in North Carolina at the time, and we had a church car in Ohio, and we also had a conversion van. If you're listening and you don't know what a conversion van is, I want you to think about your living room, put it underneath four wheels, maybe minus the flat screen TV, that's a conversion van. This thing was a living room on wheels. It was a Ford E150. It had a little GT sticker on the side of it. We called it our GT, our Ford GT. And we loved that van. I think I paid $2,000 for it. It was in good shape. And we ran that thing everywhere. And so when we left Ohio, the ministry car stayed. And we left for North Carolina in our E150 GT conversion van. Candace was just one. Cammie was five. She just finished kindergarten. And we were moving our children and our lives to North Carolina. And as we got there, one car was fine. It was no problem. And, and we got along well with that. And the, the conversion van was perfect for the kids. You know, it had like a hallway right, right down the middle of it. So if Carrie had to run back and get to the baby or get to the boys, she could just jump up and, and get back there. There was no climbing over seats, no issues like that. And I mean, it was a rural drive, but in North Carolina, that was no big deal. And, and the van was perfect for us at that time. Well, as as the year went on and as we were down there a little longer, we started to have a few issues with the van, but we kept getting it fixed. It was fine. And then the van lost the heater core. The heater core went out of it. If you ever had an older Ford, you know what I'm talking about. Thousands of dollars to repair. The whole dashboard's got to come out. And we thought, well, it really doesn't matter because we don't need heat that often in North Carolina. We can live without it. So we threw a couple blankets in the van. Um, in a chilly morning, the kids would jump in the van, curl up in a blanket, go to school, come back, or go to church, come back. No problem. No big deal at all. But it was coming to December, and we were going to be going back to Ohio and West Virginia over Christmas break. And we knew driving in that big old van would be driving like in a big old refrigerator without any heat. And so we decided we would go ahead and just rent a van and take that up north. So we went to the airport. We picked up a Kia Sedona. It was a brand new Kia Sedona. We got in it. And as we jumped in that van and we took off, I was mesmerized. I could not believe what I was seeing. Listen, folks, this van had a CD player in it. My conversion van still had a cassette player. If you have to Google that, go ahead and stop the podcast, Google it and see what a cassette is. That's what I had in that van. And, and now this van has a CD player? No way. Okay, it had heated seats. I mean, this, this thing was decked out. I had never seen a van like this. You're like, Trey, what year was this? Eh, it was 2013. We were a little behind the times. 
And this van, it was everything we wanted. It was perfect. We loved it. It wasn't this big old conversion van, this nice compact minivan, all the bells and the whistles. And, and man, I fell in love with this van. So as I'm driving this van up to West Virginia, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, I want a van just like this. Man, this is a great van. Man, this family needs a van like this. Our family deserves a van like this. I mean, do we not deserve a van with the least heat in it and a CD player? Come on. The rest of the world has this. Why? Why should we and these thoughts are going through my head they're not thoughts of okay this might be nice to have we need to look into this no they were thoughts of discontentment okay maybe even a little bit of bitterness thinking that i deserve this van i deserve something this nice why don't i have a van like this and before i ever got to west virginia my mind was made up i was going to buy a kia sedona minivan I had never purchased a Kia before in my life. I knew nothing about these minivans, but it didn't matter. I was going to buy one. We literally pulled in to my in-laws' home. My family members were there. I was telling them about this van, what I wanted. My wife's uncle said, well, let's run down to the Kia dealership and see what they have. We ran down to the Kia dealership, and sure enough, there it was, a white Kia Sedona. DVD player, CD player, sunroof, everything that I wanted sitting right there. It had my name written on the side of it. Listen, folks, that van could have been missing two tires and I still would have bought it. It didn't matter. Why? Because my mind was made up, right? I was going to buy a minivan. And so we jump in the minivan and we we drive around, you know, the area there in West Virginia. I bring it back. I go in. I said, I want this van. I'm buying it. I'm taking it home with me right now. And we didn't have the money. It was Christmas time. It was so stupid. And I had hardly any money to put down on it. The guy's telling me about gap insurance. I don't know. I'd never taken out a loan on a vehicle before. We'd only pay cash for them. I'm like, nah, I don't need this. Nah, I don't need that. Just, just give me my car so I can have my Kia Sedona. And so we make the deal. We buy the van. We're excited, or at least I am. You know, we got a TV in our van now. How cool is that? And, and I drive it back. So now I'm stuck. Not only with a Kia Sedona, but a Kia Sedona rental. And so we call around, we take it over to Enterprise, and just let me warn you, if you pick up a car rental and you drive it one way and drop it off, it's going to cost you several hundred more dollars. So now, not only did I just drop several hundred dollars that I didn't have on a car that I shouldn't probably have bought at the time, now I had to drop another couple hundred dollars for a rental that I'm leaving in West Virginia that I was supposed to take back to North Carolina. Why didn't I just take it back? Don't ask me. Okay. I didn't make a wise decision. And so we put everything in the car. We head to Ohio. Things seem to go great. And we leave Ohio. We come back to North Carolina. And as we're driving back to North Carolina, I'm thinking, what have I done? Buyer's remorse. This was crazy. This was so stupid. I didn't need to make this decision. I should have at least prayed about it. The van ran okay, but it didn't run the it didn't run very well. It it was loud. It wasn't quiet like the new one we rented was. It didn't have all the bells and whistles that the one we rented did. And so, in light of all of that, it was like, man, what what have I done? So we finally get back to West Virginia, and we we bear the consequences. You know, we set up the 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 payment plan we get things figured out and and we we swing the payment it's not a problem 
But the problem was that crazy minivan was a lemon. There was a reason why it was sitting in Clarksburg. Okay, because nobody wanted it. And now I'm finding out why. I mean, it was like every other month I was taking that thing into the shop and having this done to it, having that done to it. And not only was it costing me a fortune to have, it was costing me a fortune to keep on the road. And it was just a a thorn in my flesh the whole time I'm driving that white minivan. So one evening, Carrie and I, we got some ba- a babysitter to over at the house to watch the kids. And her and I went out on a date. We're coming back from our date. This was about a year and a half later. And we come up over a little knoll and a deer ran right across the road. I smashed the deer. The deer smashed my car. Okay, I pull up into a church parking lot. Transmission fluid spraying everywhere. Radiator fluid spraying everywhere. I knew my car was done. And sure enough, praise the Lord, we got out of that car because of that deer. I owed that deer a thank you card. But come to find out, I owed more on the van than what it was worth. And so even though this car is not on the road, even though it's in the junkyard, even though it's completely totaled, I still owe money on this van. It wouldn't go away. Okay, what's the point of the story? The point of the story is this. I made a bad decision. So how do you keep in your life from making bad decisions? Okay, so let's just let me share with you, if you will, a few points here. These all start with P. They'll be easy to remember. If you're going in to make a decision about a major, about college, about a car, about a house, about a move, whatever, please take these steps into consideration before okay, you make a bad decision like I did. Number one, you need to perceive there's a problem. Okay, really think through this and make sure, okay, something needs to happen. Man, I I need to make a move. I need to leave this church. I need to switch my major. Um, I need another job. I can't stay in this office that I'm in much longer. It's going to destroy me and my family. Okay, I, I, I need to make this investment. I need to switch things out with the vehicles that I'm driving, whatever it is. Okay, just have your eyes open and just think through and just perceive all the different angles and, and areas that you're looking to make a decision in and, and, and make sure you know, okay, God, I call it God shaking the tree. God is shaking this tree. He's making things a little restless here. It definitely seems like that there's a decision that's going to have to be made. Maybe it's to take this relationship to another level, whatever it is. And in this relationship or in this job or in this major or in this um, this move, I, I perceive the need. Okay, So you see it. I mean, we did that. We saw the need for another car. There was no doubt we needed two cars and there was no doubt we needed heat. So, so there was a need there. But Two, you know, come up with a plan. I didn't have a plan. Okay, it was just, I'm going to buy a car. When you're looking to make a decision, it's very wise just to write out two, three, five, ten, okay, things about it as you plan to make this decision. Okay, if this happens, then we're going to do this. And how do we do that? Maybe, guys, you're getting ready to plan to talk to a girl about taking a relationship a little farther. Well, you need to plan out how you're going to talk and maybe have a little role play, you know, with a friend of yours, seeing how this conversation is going to go. You need to make a transition in work or maybe you need to transition out of the job you currently have. Plan how that conversation is going to go. Think through it. See how the move is going to go into a new neighborhood, into a new home, and and begin to make plans. I should have made plans for a payment. I should have made plans for a down payment. 
okay, I, I should have looked into what it means to buy a used car and what's going to be thrown at me with all this insurance garbage and gap insurance that, by the way, if I would have had, I wouldn't have owed money after my car was totaled. I should have got the gap insurance, but I didn't know because I didn't plan. Okay, if I would have planned, I'd have seen, okay, maybe I should go with a different type van that would be better for our family and maybe something with less miles and maybe something more reliable. Or maybe I should have planned on buying a new Kia that had a 100,000 mile warranty instead of a used one three years old. And so I need to plan. I need to perceive there's a need. I need to plan. And then I've got to commit all of that plan to prayer. God, look, here, we've planned this out. This looks like what we need to do, but we can't do any of this without your help, without your blessing, and without your guidance. So God, as we we look at this, I, I just pray that you'll see us through. God, I pray that you'll you'll guide and lead. We know that the steps of a good uh, man are ordered by the Lord. We know if we lean not in our own understanding, in all of our ways we acknowledge you, you will direct our path. God, you've promised to lead us in a plain path. And so I pray that you'll just take what we see is going on here, take this plan, and God, we just give it to you. And then number four, I would say talk to people. Man, find people that were driving a Sedona. Find people online that that have wrote reviews about that car and see if it's a car you should be driving or not. Find out if it's a good move for you to go to this school or or what people are saying in the workforce in in chemical engineering and make sure that that's the direction you want to go. Talk to other chemical engineers. You know, look at look at. Um, the job opportunities that you have and talk about people in those jobs and ask them if they were going to take that job again, would they do it or would they go a different direction? You see what I'm saying? Go to some counselors, go to some wise people and talk to them. If your dad or your mom are, are counselors and you enjoy talking to them, talk to them about these decisions. Dad thinking about buying a van here, dad thinking about getting a truck, dad thinking about um, buying a boat, whatever it is. And, and people that you respect, that you know, that you love in your life, not people who are going to tell you yes all the time, but people that are going to tell you the truth, sit down with them and talk to them. And then number five, pray. Say, wait a second, Trey, you said that already. Absolutely. Any decision in life you need to make, you need to pray and ask God to guide. Say, how does God guide, Trey? We, we Carrie and I, we just love to go to the Word of God and let the Word of God guide us and direct us and show us. And that'll be for another podcast and how the Lord brought us here. But it was through the Word of God and how God used that as we prayed and as we talked to people, we perceived the need, we had the plan, and we prayed. And when you do that and God takes His Word and He and He combines that with your prayer and the people and the plan as you perceive what's going on, God gives peace. And there is a there's a peace that that God gives that you just know that even though this might cost a little, even though this might hurt a little, even though this move takes me out of my comfort zone, there is a peace like I've never had. And then what's awesome, if God does all of that and you go through all these steps, finally, as I perceive and I plan and I pray and I talk to people and I pray some more and God gives this peace, God does it. I mean, God just provides. God provides a way and God provides a mean. And and if I would have just not been so stupid and, and rushing forward and buying that van, you know, I know God would have provided that when we lost that minivan, it was time to look for another one. We planned and prayed and we talked to people and we prayed and we perceived the need. And actually, my wife was going crazy because I was taking so much time to make my decision and my planning as I was on cargurus.com making sure I was getting a great deal and this was the perfect buy, but I wasn't going to do the same thing again. And man, God gave us a minivan a Honda Odyssey. We bought that in 2012. It was a 20, 
Um, maybe I bought it in 2013. It was a 2011. That van lasted us for 257,000 miles and we never put a dime in it. And actually somebody here in town has bought it and they're driving it around like crazy. We see that van running everywhere. It's probably going to go for another 100,000 miles. And God provided us the van. He honored the decisions that we made. So listen, if you got a major decision coming up, don't hastily jump into that decision. Take these steps that I've given you, apply them to your lives, and just watch God do his thing as you go forward making this major decision in your life. Guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast, Trade Talk. I hope it was a blessing to you as I just remember some things God has taken me through that I hope will keep you from making the mistakes that I made early on in life.